Hello, and we're back, and this is, of course, the second part of episode number 243. Hope you're having a kick-ass new year so far, and so we're we're finding you. It's, uh, yeah, fortunately or unfortunately, the beginning of 2024. This episode ran long. Had to do some extra post-production, and uh, yeah, so here we are. And uh, as I as I promised, we're going to get into the uh, the finale of the Nashville game that was played Saturday night, December the 30th, and an extended discussion on <laughs> some problems that the NHL offices has. But uh, before that, I wanted to ponder something with you on the other side of the earbuds of speakers, what have you. Um, can't speak for anyone else in the DMV, at least in the district or Commonwealth of Virginia or anywhere in the world for that matter. But here in Maryland, we've had our usually usual, not so balmy, but not so cold Christmas again. And, um, one of the references I've made, if you, uh, heard, uh, 242, uh, was the cartoon classic, the year without a Santa Claus is one of my, one, actually one of my favorite holiday specials. And of course they have snow miser and heat miser, Mr. White Christmas and Mr. Green Christmas, especially. And they, they sing a song about what they do. And so snow miser, for example, says he never wants to know a day that's over 40 degrees. And heat miser says he never wants to know a day that's under 60 degrees. Well, here in Maryland, uh, so far this holiday season, we've been in that not-so-sweet spot of being in the mid-40s to the low-50s. So that kind of begs the question, did the Miser Brothers forget about us? Christmas cookie for thought. Anyway, here's the rest of the episode. Sit back and enjoy. Try not to get too, too aggravated. Okay, so I've been building it up to it. I've been promising you. Okay, so we're not quite done with the game. Yes, it did not end the way we wanted it. You know why? Because it got called back. Because there was a goal that happened in literally the last minute with one minute remaining in the game. I that actually didn't count. That two left in the game, but okay. Well, no, no, the, the actual... And here, Car- Carberry's post-game conference, this is one of the beefs he had with it. You could argue that the clock had slightly more, I think it was like eight-tenths more than a minute. I, th- okay. I, I, I wish I had, I wish I could have seen what the clock actually said when the puck crossed the line. But uh, he said something about the, the puck crossed the line and it looked to him like there was like eight tenths. There was a fraction of a second left beyond a minute. And the rule is within the last minute of the game. So technically that goal was scored. Had it counted, it would have been at 1859. Right. Not 19 minutes, not 1901, but 1859. That's not in the last minute of the game. So that's beef number one right there. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Toronto initiated this on their own? This wasn't a, a challenge? Yeah. No, it was. That, that's, that's the thing. That's why everybody's pissed. Okay, here's the, here's the rule Here for those who have forgotten. Right. The last minute or any of the overtime, Toronto can um, initiate, and, and... which is what happened here because they saw that it was the last minute of the game. But again, there was, to me anyway, 
and this is what Carberry's arguing, there was technically one more second past a minute. That's out of the league's jurisdiction. Right. But that that's not even the half of it for me. Al Koken made a terrific point last night in the postgame. Why in the hell is even the league involved at the 59th minute? The coaches have at their discretion the ability to challenge. Now, yes, they risk a delay of game penalty if they challenge and they get it wrong. Right. But if you trust the coaches, the first 59 minutes of the game, why does Toronto, why does the league need to involve itself, inject itself on in the in the last minute of the game? Why do they need to be involved? What what's the rationale for that? That's a good question. I mean, not all games go to the wire like this. So what are they assuming? That every game is going to be a tie with one or two minutes left in the game? That's crap. You know, that's a really good point. Why is it? I mean, I understand the overtime because people could be doing funny shit in the overtime trying to get the win over. Okay. That I can kind of understand. But the 59th minute of regulation? Right. No, I mean, you're right, because unless. No, I don't, no you cannot the find. The only thing I can think of is because they're thinking that, okay, maybe the coaches have already used their timeouts and they can't use the timeout at that point to review the play and decide if they want to challenge. Well, boo-hoo on them. That's their choice. That's why True. they get the one chance. That's why they have the 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 15 seconds or whatever it is. That's why, that's why they hire video coaches to look at this thing and tell them, Hey, um, this, this play was offside. Call a review, challenge it. That's right. their job. That's true. And I mean, every team's got a video code, a video. Yeah, that's true. And it, look, look, and, and I, we mentioned it earlier, uh, before we went on, I just posted an article on the Facebook page. And by the way, um, if you're not, if you haven't joined us on the Facebook page, um, not to toot our own horn, but I think we've got one of the better game threads around. So um, if you're listening and you haven't joined our Facebook page, please look into that well, today. Okay. Well, we'd I'm love, not going to say love to game have you on. thread is maybe not the game thread on the page, but in the chat, yes. Okay. Well, and and I think I think the chat room. Well, the the chat room. Uh, we allow a little bit more leeway for hot takes. So you can be a little bit more passionate, but we still expect everyone to conduct a little decorum towards each other, towards other fans. So anyway. No name calling and no being grumpy. Right. Anyway, um, (laughs) I just posted before we went on an article by Sammy Silver of the Hockey News that basically went over the 10 goals that were reviewed. Yeah, you you heard me right. 34 games played, the Caps have had 10 goals reviewed. And only... And eight of them have been called back. Two of them have gone in the Caps' favor. Two. Now, I've been watching hockey long enough to know that eventually everything equals out. So, by that count... I think the league owes us a hell of a dinner or a truck full of beer or something after fucking us up the ass like this. 
Yeah, I mean, that is a little crazy that. Now, is there any way, I'm sure there is, but it's going to take a lot of research. How many other teams have had goals turned back and what is that ratio? Well, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's nothing like what what the Caps have this year, but yeah, I, I, that would be very interesting. That would be a nice that, side that project. Would, that might be really interesting to look into and see. And I mean, because that's just crazy to me that we've had ten reviews on goals, eight of which have been called back, four of which were OVs. Right. So what gives? I mean, okay, are they but, that afraid of him breaking the record? Yeah, it certainly looks that way. But I haven't even gotten to the thing that pisses or should pisses piss off Caps fans the absolute most. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, I and Sammy and others on our t- respective Twitter accounts. Um, so I'm, I'm not gonna, (laughs) I'm not gonna take credit for this, but let's just say a lot of us Caps fans and observers, okay, pointed to a certain play in a game that took place November the 18th against the Columbus Blue Jackets, which you and I happen to be watching live. You remember this? You remember what I'm talking about? Well, okay, let me let me just jump to it. Okay, it was the goal that Columbus scored with they had a man in the crease and the man was literally pushing Charlie oh, Lindgren Jesus, face yeah, well, they were all over Charlie and they didn't face call first back and they didn't face first into the ice. And they called it a goal on the ice. Right. Now, according to Sammy's article, this was not reviewed by Toronto. This was a challenge that our coaching staff put out. So Toronto had nothing to do with it as far as, you know, the outcome. At least I would hope not. But they reviewed it, and Charlie Lindgren getting his face pushed into the ice with a man in the crease while he was in the crease trying to do his job, which, by the way, is the literal definition of the rule. Of goalie interference. Of goalie interference, okay? That was called a good goal. And, again, if you want to re- you want to see that play, do a search on Sammy Silver's account or my account. I'm at BlueLiner98 on Twitter. At B-L-U-L-I-N-E-R 98 on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, guy, that, guy, that guy wants to... Ne- never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, but look up either one of our accounts. You will see one of our recent posts, uh, among our recent posts, a video of that goal. So that, to them, they're saying pushing a goalie down in, in face first into the crease, into the ice where the crease is, is legal. But sneezing on a goalie when you're one inch, half an inch in front of him is not legal. Yeah, so I didn't see that. I did not see um, the video of that. So what exactly happened that they said was goalie interference? Well, I'm glad you asked. So it was claimed that Dowd, uh, Nick Dowd, who was setting the screen in front, uh, interfered with uh, Askarov, the goalie. Now, right. I saw one replay 
it looked to me like before the shot even came, where Dowd might have made a little contact and brushed up against him, but not enough, not enough to completely impede Askarov. At least not in my point of view. Every other replay that I've seen, and, and Sammy also posted the, the replay of this goal or this disallowed goal on her account. So if you want to see it, you can look her up there too. Anyway, all of well, the replays. I don't have seen, Twitter, so I'll have to look it up on yours. Okay. Well, anyway, the point is all of the, I saw that replay. I must have sat through it six, seven times. I didn't see any contact at all. If anything, his uniform, his jersey might have brushed up against his jersey. Maybe. I did not see thing one that blocked Askarov from doing his job, getting to the puck. Right. I didn't see anything that fell under the jurisdiction of that rule that prevented him from doing his job. Other than he was standing in front of him. And impeding his vision. Well, you're allowed to do that. That's called blocking. You can do that. It's a you're allowed to do that. But I didn't see anything in the way of any contact. And I didn't see anything that would have prevented him, the goalie, from getting to that puck. And here's the other thing. I think it was Alan May who said this. Just look at the reaction of the Nashville players. Did any of them yeah, say anything? Did any of them raise their hand and yell and scream, hoot and holler and, and pee their pants and say, hey, I got blocked. I'm interfered with. I want a video right. review. I want to I want to buy a vowel something. Right, because in every other case where they think the players think that there's been some sort of interference on the goal, because I'm sorry. That is one thing that they do. They stick up for their goalies because they really can't defend themselves. Because, I mean, they get in some awkward-ass positions trying to – I mean, look at some of the positions Shepard was in last night. Um, if they thought their goalie was interfered with, they would have made a stink. Exactly. And they did not. Um, but, again, as we mentioned, it happened in the last minute of the game – so Toronto decided to interject themselves once again, as they did, we mentioned this last week, as they did in the last game against the Islanders, where Strom scored that goal in overtime. Uh, now, fortunately, that was one of the two that they did not call back. Right. But it absolutely ruined the fan experience. Yeah. Because oh, I mean, the, it does. 17, 18,000 plus paying fans were expecting a result right then and there. They saw the result for themselves, but no, Toronto said, uh-uh, you got to hang around. And again, they interjected themselves here. Now, I get that was overtime and this is last minute, but still. I think there needs to be a way to legislate. They need to figure out that they need to legislate that the league office has nothing to do with in-game action. They need to be taken out of that equation completely. And this obvious bias that they have against one team is why. Yeah, you I cannot mean, tell that, me. That's what I 
want to, I want, that's what I want to see. There's got to be some way, that, I mean, there's got to be, like I said, it's going to involve a lot of research, though. But um, we've got to see how many, if it is a bias, or if we're just saying, if we're just assuming because we're only watching Caps games, that they're. I can guarantee on. you, none of the, I would seriously doubt that none of the other 31 teams have even gone to 10 reviews. I seriously doubt that. 30 games into the season, I seriously doubt that. Let alone have this many calls go against them. We've only played 34 games and they've been 10 reviews. There's been 10 that, reviews. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, but it has to be legislated somehow. And by that, I mean written in the damn rule book that Toronto has nothing. The league has nothing to do with what goes on in the game. No say until after the game. Now, I get I get that. Yeah, fine. But you do that. You run the risk of mistakes. You know what? At this point, so many mistakes have been happened. Any have been happening anyway. Right. <laughs> what's what's the damn difference? What is the damn difference? Yeah. There is no difference. Leave it to the refs on the ice. Leave it to the coaches to call it if they want to call it. Leave it to the people that are actually on the ground, on the ice, and have something to do with what's happening versus somebody who's hundreds of miles away in a booth with video equipment, which, by the way. Is it not infallible? Well, one and two, uh, okay, so bit of a segue here. Um, Up until recently, the missus and I were um, serious horse racing fans. That's a whole other story for a whole other week, whole other podcast. Anyway, (laughs) uh, there is a jockey by the name of Kent DeSormo who said something to the effect of, well, and, and so with every horse race, they, they, when you have a photo finish, okay, just to give you an idea of where I'm going with this, when they have the photo finish, they show the photo and they show, they draw a line. There's a line that represents the wire, the finish line. Right. Okay. So you have a visual and they show that, they show that picture whenever there's a photo finish, if you watch TVG or whatever. Anyway, um, Kent DeSormo once said, well, I don't know if I trust those pictures. I don't know if I trust it now that we ha- now that there's technology. I don't know that I can believe in that because you know what? They can put that line anywhere they want. They can right. draw they that can line also, anywhere they want. Right. They can draw the line anywhere they want, and they can also angle the cameras so that things you are going to look. Yep. They can angle the cameras so that it's going to look different from. So, how do we know? I agree, it is. Which, how do we know we're not, they're not doing that? We don't. And and what, what is, what is Joe, what does Joe B remind us of uh, every once a game? This broadcast is the property, the exclusive and sole property of the National Hockey League or some, some such. And so they own the end submission and 
as was sung once in a song by the great John Mayer, when you own the end submission, you can bend it all you want. Yep. So they can mess with the replay, mess with the video, and say, hey, look, this is what we saw. We have to overturn it because this is what we saw. This is the video evidence. And since they get to play the Lord thy God, they can't, you know, there's no, there's no watcher of the watchers. They are the authority. That's why, that's the number one reason why they need to be taken out of what happens as the game is played. Now, you want to do supplementary, supplementary discipline? You want to quietly discipline your refs for missing a call? Or say, okay, sorry, after the fact that they missed this goal? Fine, do that. People are going to be pissed, but I say that's better than what they have going on right now. Well, because I what mean, they have right now is a joke. Any, I mean, so there have been plays that we've seen that, what was the game that we were like, where the hell is the supplemental discipline? It was recent. <laughs> Tons of them. Tons of them. I, I'll point you to a game that was recent um, where Farivari got injured. I, I don't know if you saw that. What, the one, the one this, this, this last injury or the one before? This last injury, yeah. Did you see how that happened? Yeah, he got tripped. He got tripped and, and went awkwardly into the boards. Not even a penalty was called in the play. This is the purpose of supplementary discipline to cover shit that doesn't get called on the ice. And they weren't there. They said nothing. Right. Anders no, Lee, was... nothing happened to him. Not even well, a fine. of course not. It was, it was Anders Lee, right? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah, well, we have a bad history with him. <laughs> um. No, it was... Oh, shit. No, it wasn't this injury. No, we were going. There was somebody got I, hurt. I get the, I get the, I get the point you're trying to make. What I'm saying is that's it. Isn't the first time that that's happened. No, it's not. And they're missing. It seems like they're missing a lot more calls lately. Yeah, and I have never calling bullshit. Yeah, and and then and I, Marcus, uh, uh, when I was on his podcast, he and I discussed this. I don't think there have been this this bad i don't think the officiating on ice has been this bad for a while but it's been it, it has been awful and it's not just our games it is league wide yeah where calls are getting missed and you know fans are going to be homers anyway but if you tune into any game and at more than one point in any game fans are screaming ref you suck yeah, and no, I definitely, I know we've watched a couple of other games and we're hearing them scream. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But, yeah, it just does. It just seems to be really, really bad. and it's Really, really bad. Better. And, I, you know, and I, I think it merits, I mean, the NFL, to their credit, they, they acknowledged it when it got really, really bad the one year. I think that was the year that their their refs actually went on strike or right around that time, but they actually acknowledged it. We get no such acknowledgement from this league. 
And that, that's the thing I hate the most that, that, that they always act like they, they act like they're, they're above any sort of scrutiny. And it, it really pisses me off to no end. Yeah, They're not. And, and it, you know, it's just, I, when I first heard this about Gary Bettman, I didn't want to believe it. I believe it now. I, you know, you, you'll never meet a more arrogant jackass who, who's, who's swears up and down his shit don't stink than, than Gary Bettman. Right. And I cannot, and I cannot is, wait for the day he is gone. I really can't. Right, but the problem is all the all the the GMs have to vote him out, right? The the owner, the owners, the owners, right? Well, they're not going to do that because they're bringing him. He's bringing the he's money. bring he's making the money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, I know the score. And it, it, as Cheryl Ann said the same thing. It, it, they're not this. None of this is going to change until he's gone. Right. None of this is going to change until. There's there's a radical sea change of personnel and, and thinking, but there's not going to be because it starts at the top. And right, it starts at the top, and the owners are happy because they're making money. Yeah, and that's and, all they care about. Right. No. All right. So we all know how the game ended. It went to the bleeping shootout, the skills competition, which I'm sorry, I still hate, even when we win. I know it's like you but said. That, I mean. Another yeah. discussion for another podcast. Uh, in fact, we've already had the discussion. Anyway, but yeah, I I can't, I have never, ever been, and I've been, look, I have been a hockey fan for nine-tenths of my life. I have never been more disappointed in my sport than I was last night. I have never been more sick to my stomach of the sport that I've loved. I mean, it, 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 I get that it's at the end of the day, it's a game and it should be just a game, but the, the people that are running this, this beautiful game we love to watch and take part in, are running it into the ground and yeah. I'm, I'm more than getting sick of it. And I think hockey fans everywhere, especially North America, but around the world who enjoy the NHL need to be a lot more vocal about their displeasure. And that that's why I'm glad I have as small as it is, this bully pulpit of a podcast, say that five times fast. I that I have. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And I get, I get that. Yes. A lot like Brad Silvestro, I am just a fan, but 10,000, 1 million double digit million fans of hockey all in one voice can get pretty loud. Oh yeah. And I think that's what we need to start doing because we deserve better and okay. Yeah. Right now, my team is a long shot to make the playoffs, but that should not discount them when they put out the effort, an honest effort, to try and win a game. Right. 
And that's, it's happened quite a bit too much and I'm getting a little sick of it and I'm going to end it there. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring up last night's game again. Just for one thing. Um, okay. We had a new player on the ice last night. Yes. Yes. And uh, I didn't bear. want him. I'm glad, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you mentioned him because I didn't want to get him lost in the shuffle, but yes, it was last night was Ethan bears debut and uh, really quick. Um, I think he acquitted himself very well. I I think he did well. Um, let's see. He's got a hell of a shot. Jesus. He had two oh, yes. shots on goal. Uh-huh. 20 minutes ice time. So he's right up there. And another and another shot, another of- another shot, which should have been his third, but it rang off the post. Right. So he was a plus one, uh, 24 shifts, 20 minutes, and he's not played since when? Uh, since last, late last year, last season. Uh, if I remember right, he got hurt in the world championships. So about this time. So it's been about a year since he's played. Uh, more like eight or nine months, but yeah. Okay. But he was able, his first go out play 20 minutes, um, three blocks. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I think this was a very good signing. Uh, this was a very good pickup, and I, I think he's going to stick uh, for a while. This I, I love the fact that they're going, they're, they're trending in this direction, getting the defensemen uh, younger and more skilled, uh, better yeah, all around. I mean, no offense to Carlson, and and I mean, he, he's definitely been a workhorse for us, but he needs to stop playing 27, 28, 30 minutes a game. Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that would be a step in the right direction, but that, that, that's going to be coaching. But anyway, uh, yeah, Ethan bear is 26. Um, and we've got, so we've got Carlson who's 34 Jensen, who is 32, I think. And, uh, TVR just turned 30. Um, Edmondson is 34. Oh, that's too much math for me to do right now. Sorry. <laughs> um, but in, but anyway, yeah, we've got way too many defensemen, especially on the left side, that are just too old and right. and not not keeping up. And you know, and Sandine, well, I mean, if he better not have too many more games like he did against the Islanders, but he needs to start getting better, and yeah. he needs to start. He needs to start you know, getting his touch back and in, in moving the puck because I haven't seen him do a whole lot. So what, what looked like a great pickup last year is, is starting to turn the other direction. I hope that's not a trend. I hope, I that's hope just... it's not a trend, but uh, we also need to stop setting Alexia. Let's get him on the ice occasionally. I mean, yeah. Jesus. Have... Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He's I don't know what their good. problem I don't know what his problem is lately or what their problem is with him. Uh, unfortunately, I think uh, Lucas Johansson will probably never see the ice uh, in a cap sweater again. Um, I, I think he's going to be stuck in Hershey uh, unless unless he gets traded. Um, but I think Alexiev has, has a decent shot, but I, I don't know. I, I wish they'd play him more. Um I mean- 
In 10 games, he's got one goal and he's a minus one, but that's in 10 games. Let's go, let the boy get out there and try and see what he's got. I mean, he's been sitting there watching the game. I mean, he's watched 24 games. Why keep him on the roster if we're not going to play him? Yeah, yeah, I, I think he would do well by getting into more games in, in, in Hershey if you're not going to play him, but you have to have you have to have a spare. Um so at well, right rotate now, them. Give Carlson a night off every once in a while. Jesus. Well, I, I, I get that, but um I'm sorry, you're not gonna put an eight million dollar player on you know on the bench just because. No, I understand that, but I, um, I would like to see that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, if anything, to keep okay, him wait fresh. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, didn't we do that with Koozie? Or I know Koozie's not $8 million, but we did do that. Yeah, but Carlson's a bit of a different case. Uh, they're... They they can they can do without Koozie. They can, probably couldn't do as well. I mean, last year, you saw what happened when he missed all that time, when he got hit. I know what happened when he missed all that time, but I also know that if we don't get some of the younger guys in, again, they've got that decor so set up that, okay, it's going to be Carlson, and it's going to be this person, and it's going to be this, and it's going to be that. You got to mix it up sometimes. Well, I, I get it, and this is the year to do all that. I don't know why they're doing it, though, because other than the fact that they, they think they're going to contend for a playoff spot, and I'm sorry, they're not. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't. I mean, okay, gee, San, uh, Sandine has played 34 games. He's on minus six. TVR is a minus six in 30 games. Jensen. <laughs> Minus five in 34 games. Faravari. A plus one in 28 games. Okay, so we need to play Faravari more when he's not hurt. Well, what, what does that... Okay, games. can you see... Well, hold on. Can you see his... What, while you're looking at whatever it is that you're looking at, uh, is it listing an average ice time? No, it's just the general stats. Okay, well... Faravari is pro- probably playing, playing anywhere anywhere from 18 to 22 minutes a night and Faravari. So if he, okay. if he's on a second if he's on a second pairing that that's good enough but well okay so point being not to get into it too much but point being the defense has a lot to figure out. Um well, the offense is very far from the only problem on this team, just like the oh. goaltending is very far from being the only problem in this team. Well, I hope everybody's listening this to that. Team has a lot of problems going on right now. Yes, and it's going to take some time to figure it all out. But they got to do something. No, and and yes, they do. Um. But anyway, um, I, I think we need I need, th- think we need to stop it here. We've gone on pretty long uh, for for one episode, um, so we're going to go ahead and stop it here. Now uh, we mentioned some of the games that uh, are coming up here, so let's quickly uh, re-review that. Um, so the second, the we are in Pittsburgh. Boo hiss. Yeah. Well, uh, so January the second. 
Uh, first of the new year, um, they play, as uh, my lovely wife just mentioned, um, a game in Pittsburgh. Not only is it being played in Pittsburgh, it's um, on the dreaded four-letter network, uh, so you don't even have the luxury of uh, our boys calling it. That's on the, put on the radio. Well, that's true. Uh, Big John Walton on the radio. So uh, if you can put up with the delay, um, there is that. Um, well, and then it worked that way. So that's the only way I'm going to get to hear it. Okay. Well, anyway, on, on the very next night, um, caps, uh, go down to Jersey. Uh, no, we come home. Oh, we come home. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So they come home. So it, um, the devil, uh, doesn't go down to Georgia. The devil's come to us. Um, right. and they play, um, and that game's covered by TNT. So, um, I guess this is, um, uh, Joe B and Locker's version of a holiday vacation. Um, but the TNT guys aren't, aren't as bad. Well, some of them aren't. Anyway. Uh, some of them their... aren't. Well, no, 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 some no, no. Of them. They are not as bad as the four letter channel. No, no, they're not as bad, but yeah, you're right. They have their moments, but they're, they're, they're at least tolerable. Um, and then to finish out the week, just to make absolutely sure I'm seeing this we right. Play Friday it... and Carolina comes to see us on Friday. Friday, it's the Hurricanes coming to town. I just want to make sure they don't have a game. Oh, okay. So they have a three o'clock. They also have a three o'clock game the Sunday after um, against the they Los did. Angeles Kings. Yeah, that's going to be fun because we all know how well we do in that day game. Yeah, uh, and and it's against the Kings who are having a, a pretty darn good year, uh, to say the least. So yeah, that that's that's going to be a very interesting game. Well, <sighs> I mean, it, it it could be, but their last ten is just about the same as us. So. Yeah, that's true. I just I just saw that myself. So uh, we'll we'll see. But yeah, like you said, it's a, it's an afternoon game. But anyway, but the problem will be we could be facing Copley. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I look, there's, there's still, I don't want to be too down on this team. There were a lot of things I did not like, pardon me, obviously, but there's also room for growth and there's also signs of life. Um, they, they played a very gritty game when they had to last night. And when it, when it got to it, um, they, they tried their best to win. So for the majority, they're still in the games, and that that's a good sign. And that's really all we were looking for. Uh, and and no, I get that this week um, the other two games were very hard to watch. And I know yes. I've said that you know this this is a game this is a team that's going to compete, and and so is going to be fun to watch. I get that this week hasn't been all that much fun, especially given what happened last night, but. I guarantee you, I think, especially with some of the younger guys and maybe some other guys coming back into the lineup, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I guarantee that the Caps are going to be back to being something of a competitive team. They might not win all of those points, but I, I think you're still, for the most part, going to like what you see. Um, because I think, I'm hoping anyway, the coaching staff is going to begin to figure things out and understand that they can't do the same old things all the time. Well, no, I mean, I, I think they have figured that out. I mean, look at the last couple of games. They put the lines in a blender and it's 
Yeah, um, and as as we all know, that never works. It doesn't work, but it gives them. I mean, shoot, they had um, Koozie playing wings. I know. So I mean, they're trying different things. It might not be working yet, but they're not going to say, "Okay, well, it's going to be Koozie, Ovi, and Willie, and that's the only way they're ever going to play." But put it, put it this way: as long as they learn from their failures, right. That's the best. That's that's really all we can hope for. That's what this year is for. It's going to be a lot of falling down on your face before you get back up, wipe the dirt off, and get back at it. That's what this year is for. That's what's going to happen. So, as long as they do their best to compete, I I still think there's a lot of that in this team. So I'm not. I haven't lost. I don't think they've given up completely. They still have a lot of fights. They get in there, and you'll see them get in there. I mean, look at how, I mean, the first period last night, look at how chippy and, and how they were. I mean, they're all fight the first period last night. I think that but, guy was I mean, trying to, I think that guy was trying to pick Tom Wilson's nose. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so they still have the passion for the game, which is good. They're not going out there and letting whatever happened happen. I mean, they are still trying, um, which is important. They just got to work on their puck luck. Yeah, well, or or make their own puck luck. Or must make their own puck luck, right. Well, in any case, um, just do your best, you out there on the other side of the earbuds, the speakers, what have you, wherever you may be in the state of Maryland, District of Columbia, and the Commonwealth of Virginia, and around this great big world we live in, make the time to keep watching the game or at least keep supporting this team. And, you know, again, learn as much as you can by watching because uh, it, when it comes down to it, it's up to you guys to judge this team and be a barometer of how they're doing. That's, that's, that's our job. So keep it up guys. And, uh, love to have everybody, you know, providing their feedback and, and look in this new year coming up, love to have anybody who would want to be a guest. Uh, I'm reachable by, by the Facebook page and messenger. And I'll give out my personal email again. It's G L H A L L O W E D G L H allowed at yahoo.com. You can contact me any of those three ways. If you want to be a guest on the show and have your say, we encourage it. I'd love to hear it. You don't have to agree with us. You don't have to. You don't even have to like what you know what we're putting out here. You want you have a take on the team. You want to verbalize it. You want to put it yourself out there. We will give you your time, and that's a promise. All right. So I think this is a very good place to wrap it up for uh, this final episode of. 2023 again i uh, hope everybody listening has a happy and safe new year uh please be safe in your activities and festivities tonight if you happen to be listening um before midnight tonight and um yeah i i wish each and every one of you listening the best thanks so much for hanging with us uh so for mrs blue liner this is the blue liner on point signing off and reminding you that, well, what 
for our geometrists out there, what would you call a horny square? I'm sorry, what? A horny square. What would you call that? An erectangle. Hallelujah, and let's go Caps. Go Caps! This has been another episode of the Power Play Point Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, bluelander77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conkle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.